Episode 4, AO. Yep, who would have thought? Indeed, mate. Again, probably need no introduction. Moses. AO. <laughs> uh, welcome again, episode 4. Well, we were just going to have a bit of a general chat about what's going on, I suppose. Just want to shout back to our Instagram again. Mm, seems to be the place to be. It is definitely the place to be, mate. Some of those first car picks still lighten me up, you know. Yeah, and they're still coming through. It's great. Yeah. Um, Brett Car 35 sent him through in his DMs, his picks from the July issue. Oh, yes, from the Street Machine, yeah. Yeah, which was really good to see, you know. And again, if you're, you know, if you want to do a Sunday school review, I suppose we need to create a tag. We do. Yeah, what do you reckon? Hashtag Sunday school work, wouldn't it? Yeah, I reckon, but it's probably going to get all the all the mums and the dads after yeah. church and, you know, bloody ribbons in the bloody playground. But uh, maybe, maybe uh, never late Sunday school. That'll work. Hashtag never late Sunday school. And, yeah, post your selections. That'd or you can just tag us. Or just tag us. Yeah. Or you could just send them in the inbox. Yeah, there you go. All manner of ways you can get in touch with us. We'll clearly. get them either way. Yeah, even got the email again. Do you want to mention the email address? Just neverlatepodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful job. Haven't had anyone use that yet. They keep sliding into the DMs. I can tell you that I haven't <laughs> even added it to my email list yet either, although I know what the password is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose it's a good time to mention too. Uh, we wanted to get a bit more in-depth with a few of the people we're talking to. I mean, I love the Neverlate 8 for just sitting down for a quick, you know, 12 or 15 minutes with someone. That's been incredible. People are really giving and... We've had some really revealing answers, but uh, what are we going to call the new version? The well, beat? as as per our uh, followers on Instagram, it seems to be deep inside with. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I still feel like you added that with. I still feel well, like. Well, no, I, I don't think I added it. I think someone, I mean, someone said deep inside and then says deep inside with. Yeah. Yeah, no, Whoever okay, we're talking too. to. So anyway, we'll run with that. Yeah, so we're either going deep inside Hodgie or we're going deep <laughs> inside with Hodgie, I guess, because uh, I've definitely got that one scheduled coming up. So that'll so. be in the next episode five. We'll be talking <laughs> to the local uh, local legend Hodgie. With or without with? Yeah, <laughs> we'll decide. <laughs> we'll work that out on we'll the way decide. through we'll, again. We'll work that out. Yeah, still revealing our amateur hand. Yep. Uh, now gets to the point of the show that we don't mind. But, uh, again, the paper rustling comes up again and I'm yes. looking at a pile of post-it notes. Uh, Barney and Clarkie, I'm going to say, set the bar very high for these guys when it came to looking at July 2021 Street Machine. Boys had some really good picks. I'm probably grateful because maybe they picked some cars I would have picked and mm. maybe it's taken a little bit of pressure off perhaps. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. And, yeah, Again, just good to hear uh, another side, another view, another point of view from um, just see what they're uh, what they're picking out of the out of the book. It's great. Yeah, no, definitely. No, it was really good. And again, yeah, it makes me yeah, it makes us lift our game a little bit. But what a corker of a magazine again! One that drags you over to the shelf by the cover. Well, I can tell you when um, when you're just picking it up, and you know, you just you're flicking through it, reading it as you as you would normally. <clears throat> you you take on a completely different uh, look at it when you're actually having to review it and take notes and and you know pick your favourite cars or pick your favourite pictures or whatever. It's a completely different. Oh, definitely. You got to sit there. Like I mean, I used to just sit on the couch and read the stories and 
But uh, yeah, I found myself the other night with a pen and paper and one, eight post-it notes, sticky yeah. notes, writing down, crossing things out. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to – it's a complete – it's actually homework. I've jostled Top Car so hard in this magazine. Mm. I've had conflicts that Moses McCready shouldn't have to have. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm once... referring to myself in the first person, but people who know will know. But I once mean... again, I'm just I think the the dynamics here, like uh your background, my background, it's gonna be interesting to see uh see the selections here. I reckon I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well. You might as well kick it off. Moses' pick. Yeah, well, Moses' pick. All right. Now, well, I'm going to I'm gonna be you know, swaying from bloody left and right, but I'm going to say, and this is not what I picked. I've got to give a second and a first, I reckon. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, okay. you can do that. I wrestled. From the minute I opened the magazine, I've wrestled between page 92, being the EH wagon. Oh, yeah, no, I'd... I had you picked for that one in some capacity. I, I mean, wasn't sure I've made that joke. But, I've um, made that joke that I'd put one of those sunroofs in a HK Monaro tomorrow just to upset people. people but that two-piece glass sunroof. But yeah, the quarter flares, the mild touches, you know, bubble I could, windows, and uh, I could say that I've come to know Robert Walker probably a lot through social media and comments and things like that. Who initially built that? But yeah, then, I was going to say it's an old uh, old custom from back in the day. And and he f- and the guy who bought it fell in love with the thing. Well, basically missed the opportunity to buy it. Mum was holding out on the decision, and by the time Mum came around, it was no longer available. And his his dad found it a year later and bought it without actually announcing the fact. Um, and he's he loves it for the touches it's got right now, and wants to add a few more yeah, of his I- own. So it's really hard to kind of. To pick against. It's a cool car. I, I like how he's kept a lot of the 80s stuff, um, you know, a lot of those original old school stuff, but there's a bit of a mix in there with some some current stuff. Like that interior is that interior is great. And talk about that, those <laughs> pop-up sunroofs. I had one of them yeah. in my HR. <laughs> it was the worst, absolutely terrible. In Like in Ballarat, you might as well have had a hole in the roof. Yeah. You go around, you go around a corner... Uh, either side, and you would just get rained on. You get the water would build up. You go around a corner and it'd just come and drip on your lap, or on the passenger seat, or on the floor. It was absolutely shocking. But yeah. they look bloody cool. So Tim Chris, love your wagon, love your path. Couldn't give you number one. <laughs> Can you open to the front contents page, mate? Just where they're the all listed and they're all page. in their little boxes. Do you want to do me just a little favour yeah. and look down to where you'll find that red wagon? Yep. And what's what's with it? What's just uh, directly above it? Oh, the uh, the the uh, Monaro. Yeah. The black HG Monaro. Yeah, it's a cool car. Which is a wicked cool car. Uh, Brad Detonovic, the HG. I love the fact that it's lacking its chrome. Because you don't you know, see that much anymore. A lot of budgets are held up over chrome. You know, chrome plating's become more, increasingly more difficult to achieve, whether it's a budget constraint or whether it's just getting people to do it. Um, and basically makes those cars more backyardable, I'd say. Um, of course, I've got a fondness for HG. I had a HG GDS, Indy Orange, 186S, Trimatic. Uh, 
for those reasons, but it kind of harks back too to those classic Monaro builds. But I think, uh, what did I say, page 64, I'm going to have to go back to the book, just back for reference, but there's one photo there that basically just captivates this bloke where it's parked up in that grain mill. Yeah, probably even the opening shot, the mm. opening shot of that article. And, you know, those that are following our Instagram will see the birthplace of Moses McCready in a post down there somewhere. Looks very much like that. So I guess coming into this, AO, you announced that I'd probably be a little more into hot rods, a little more into customs. It's builds like this car here that dragged me to this magazine. Mm. No, it's definitely, it was definitely on my radar, that's for sure. So that's where I went for number one. I've probably got a little carried one? away, but we're uh, so where are we going for you, mate? Oh, mate, it's probably blatantly obvious. I think it has to be uh, the Sharp HQ. Well, I've been following this for. I mean, I I can remember seeing this in a street machine. It was just one of those little column features. Uh, they just had a little, at the start of the magazine, they just had a column and it was a picture of this and it had all the wood, um, I'm not a metal worker, but it had all the wood uh, shape. Yeah, the buffs. Or for the for the back that they were doing and I'm looking bucks, at this thing. The wooden bucks. What, yeah. the, what the hell is going on with this thing? And uh, I think there was a couple of pictures of it and I thought, my God, this thing just looks insane sitting there like that. I mean, yeah. imagine what's going to finish what look, looks like when it's going to be finished. Yeah. And so I went and found it on Instagram and I've been following the build and, oh, mate, it's just. And as Clark, he said, you know, and it, and like he made it his choice mm. and it is so hard to look past. You know? oh, and I've just... been, I've been following it. I know we've had pictures of the back of it posted with custom cars, Oz, but I also know that 13-year-old me used to sit in school sketching the arse ends of HQs. Who didn't? As if they were perfect. Right? Mm. But the back end of this car... <laughs> is even more perfect. Which though. is brutally <laughs> modified. <laughs> is the most perfect the HQ arse end I reckon I've ever seen, nearly. You know, it like just... it's kind of... To, to, to take something so iconic and then go, you know what? Yeah, fully commendable. And I guess I didn't pick it because I knew it was getting picked. Yeah. I mean, just reading the story <clears throat> and a, a shout-out to the guys that built this, Downtown Customs, I mean... The stuff they're they're throwing out of the workshop, and you can see in the last oh well I don't know they've had a fair few features in the last few street machines like there's that yep. green green Monaro that was off its head. Yep. Um, just the the build quality and what guys are doing now is just and you just look at this car, and the best thing about it is it's built to drive. Like uh, I believe the owner um, is stuck in Hong Kong at the moment. Yep. And he's itching to get back. He's uh, apparently wanted to drive it around the country. Like, yeah. I mean, if that was me, I'd be too scared to take it out of the shed. But you just and, the engine bay, everything about it, it just and it, builds like this are sort of bordering on those original initial concepts. You know, like the you know the concept drawings before a model comes along. Yeah. You know, it's where everything that you love about something is just accented slightly. You know, the way those but those hips. The hips on that car, when yeah. you look at that cover shot, it's absolutely boggling. Well, that, the story says that uh, that came about because he didn't want to tub the vehicle, but he wanted big wheels. Yep. So they just make the car wider, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great. But uh, you know, 
adore the wide body. You know, what was it, 10, oh, probably 15 or so years ago, you know, American Hot Rod and and the Chip Foose yeah. show, uh, what was it, uh, Overhaul. And, yeah. you know, you'd see what those guys do in, in the States, you know, Boy Coddington. Yeah. And I always said, oh, yeah. Imagine having the money to send at the time I had the, had the HK. I said, imagine if I had the money to send that over to America to these guys to do. Yeah. Why would you wouldn't you just wouldn't bother now? Lee? The guys, the, what people in Australia are doing now with cars is absolutely phenomenal, and it and just Barney, goes to show you that. See, Barney went really well into details too in the review, basically talking about the same car, but how a lot of people bemoan the move away from old school. Whereas CNC machining, you know, and techniques have developed to an extent where cars like this, you know, can be built. They're amazing. Oh, but just... also you need those old school skills. Like everything exists in that build. Like that's, you know, and that's a surefire number one car. Yeah, I just... And, yeah, yeah I'd, say, I'd love to see it in the flesh at some stage. Like, um, I don't know if it ever comes to Melbourne or something at a show or something. It, it'd be... Unreal to see that in the flesh. I just couldn't go past that for my pick. So, yep, downtown customs. And absolutely yeah, once again, well done to the park. Well done to downtown customs. They're just absolutely killing it at the moment. Fantastic yep. job. The Peter Sharp HQ. Love it. That's it. All right, best of the build. Well, I had to move straight towards uh, Tash Welsh's Toyota Crown. What page were you talking about? Uh, we're going 130, mate, for in the build. But I've been sort of following along a little bit with the car of Tash and the work she's been putting into that car. But I noticed virtually by the time I'd spotted it in the magazine, that car is finished. Which one are you looking at? Oh, the Crown. Yes. Yeah, yes. so the Crown. With the LS. <laughs> yeah, with the LS in it, you know. And, yeah, and Tash there in the other photo smiling away. But I know for a fact that car's been rolling around doing photo shoots and stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, that's so, cool. I suppose, for me, a lot of builds get to the pointy end and then kind of slow up. You know, I've seen a little bit of that going on in the last couple of years. I think it just happens with oh, just life time and money. And so many other reasons, so mm. many things can happen along the journey. But it's just, yeah, just great to see that car over the line. So that was kind of my go-to. Uh, all right. Uh, well, uh, mine's actually on the same page and directly underneath it. Yep. There you the, go. The International. Yeah, no, big fan of that too, mate. That's, I mean, that just looks cool sitting there like that. Yep. I'd leave it like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what the plan is, but uh, it looks great. Well, mate, Greg Butler's got a Dodge Fargo he's doing at the moment, which he's trying to do a, a, probably a very similar build around that. You know, it's a big truck designed to go on a big chassis and he's looking to bring it all down. So, yeah, you know, commendable build for sure. All right, uh, what's next? Sunday sesh. Sunday sesh. Well, it's a quick Slash we've ever moved on from a section, I reckon, mate, really. Okay, on the Sunday sesh. Uh, Page we looking. I've got to go to both pairs of notes. Looking for uh, Paul Whitehouse posted the hardtop, the Falcon what hardtop. Page? Oh, sorry, mate, 158. 158. Yeah, so Paul Whitehouse. Uh, the XB hardtop. I'm imagining it's an XB. You got it, mate. Uh, oh yes, the old um, 
The old clanging down the bottom. Yeah, yeah, well, that's sort of harking back to our Instagram a bit because... I it's an XA by the indicators on the... Oh, there you go. You've done well, Could be. I'm not an expert. I was a bit quick to call it, but what I did notice when I looked at that photo was its glaring similarity to a photo that was dropped into our Instagram uh, from Brenny C. Yes. And Brenny C was pointing it out as being his first car in a world where our group seems a bit defined by first car challenges. That just seemed to, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's not many of them around anymore. No. You know, when you look at the one at Brenny C, you say how fortunate he was to find that car, you know, 30, you know, 15 years ago, whenever and it was. And still has it. Yeah. But the, no, well, he doesn't have that coupe uh, anymore. But here's another very similar find, you know, in 2021. So I suppose it's evidence that they're kind of still out there. Still out there. Um, but also love the ute that opens it because it's sitting up there with its WB Caprice front. Uh LWV fronts on the on the square nose holding still look good, I reckon. Yeah, so Joshua Keeley, yeah, the Ute up there. That also gets a special mention for me on a Sunday sesh. Nice. Well, I've got uh, page one fifty three, and I've got uh, the sixty eight Camaro of Richard Pudney, and we talk about yeah you know, the last episode classic shapes and all that. There's another one that Camaro shape. Yeah. Big fan of that, the rally wheels. Not overly done, but just a just a no. lovely car. Or wanted one, or had the Hot Wheels version of the same car. <laughs> Pretty sure mine's still at home. Yeah, well, see, I'm sort of a bit torn because I see now that um, now that we're doing the uh, Sunday session, Reader's Rockets, you know, we're trying to twist it into one category, mm. but it's kind of not really. No, it's, we might uh, have to think of something else. We need to, we need to separate them because I've uh, I've dropped a special mention on the HQ GDS on that same page as well, which. Oh, uh, the purple one? Yeah. Yeah, 427, yeah. 500 horse. Nothing yeah. wrong with a HQ with a big block. No, definitely nothing wrong. at all, mate. So, no, that's a nice car. And then again, you look above that, there's an XB coupe with a 427 in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, proving that the magazine has a lot more in it than uh, well, what we can it. define. Tough shot. What do you got for tough shot? Tough shot? Okay. And again, I've torn torn myself again because I've gone for a static tough shot. Mm -hmm. I've gone to page 44. And, uh, yeah, forgive the uh, turning of the page. Oh, yes. I'll start singing in the background in a second. But, uh, yeah, definitely page 44. And uh, the Mustang Fastback. That is a good shot. Isn't it a mad It's a good shot. car. I do like I. I know there's a lot of people don't like Mustangs, but I, I, I dig them. Yeah, no, and there's so many good photos of that car in there too. And I yeah, suppose... Right. that that is a good picture. And I suppose against me, I'm not really a Mustang no, fan. I was going to say, that's that's big for you to, uh, to make a Mustang. Yeah, so that was a static tough shot that I just had to mention because it does, again, look ready to bloody... Oh, not necessarily even ready to launch, but it's just sinister and lurking mm. in that lane. It looks killer. But page 49, you'll find the Pepper Red XBGT picking the wheels up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my second prize for Tough Shot. Tyres all wrinkled up. Yeah, that's a great shot. Full launch. Yep. Uh, tough Shot, I'm going back to the Sharp HQ, page 36, <laughs> that, that rear view. That well, there just, you go. And again, that, that is just awesome. Again, I remember and, sketching that ass, and it was never like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that 
hard to go past that car, really. And once again, our mate Ben Hosking is yeah. uh, absolutely smashing the photography here. And that's the other one, you know, I didn't avoid Sharp HQ. It just doesn't necessarily need my prop. No. You know? <laughs> it's kind of going to be awarded absolutely everywhere. So um, now let's move on to honourable mentions. Yes. Um, I cannot let I've this episode. Three. I cannot let this episode go without mentioning Joanne Dow and Zell Camino. Ah uh, yes, I've actually got that on my list. You've got page, that on your list. Well, page one thirty nine. I am so glad that it's covered. That's again. a ripper car, and from Ballarat. Yeah, we got to we we can't not have. And Clarky's honourable mentions, and yes, uh, I will declare an declare an interest in that. I know Joanne, and I know Anthony, but. That doesn't take away from the fact that this is just an amazing car. Uh, I believe did that did that win a best on ground at the Beaufort Show. I think it did. Yeah, she, it, she, it definitely won trophied, something. But I she definitely trophied in Beaufort. I'm, I've got a feeling it was the best car. I think. Yeah, I could be wrong, but it definitely won the trophy. And yeah, seeing that up there was. Yeah. Um, and now I'm not going to say they're the overalls in the photo that she was wearing in the shed. But I will definitely go on to, on record as saying she was in that shed. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, just, you know, lady and her hubby side by side smashing out a killer project. It's it's good stuff. And to see, once again, see that car on the grass up at Beaufort and to know it drove home back to Ballarat in that torrential rain. I've got we, photos. Yeah, I've got photos too from the truck show up there. So I'll awesome have to, to see. Yeah, I'll be posting them up on our Instagram for sure, mate. But I don't know. There's just something about those 50s, 50s cars, man. Yeah. Not 59s, mate. I know plenty of people who've got mad love for 59. You know, but the year, as much as the cars, you know. Yeah, just, kinda... I don't know. If there's something about the 50s stuff, it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, no. Well, you've covered off one of mine, so that's all right. What's yeah, well, it's actually funny now. I'm looking down my list. I've got it. Got the ass of Peter Sharp HQ written there <laughs> as a note. Yeah. I've got uh, Chris Stoddart, uh, Studdard's ten seconds oh, yes. fifty five black LH. Yep. Um, yeah, because I'm tragically afflicted by the Iron Lion. Actually, um, I follow that fella on the, on the Instagram, and uh, he's on couple of the uh i think one of the steel bumper holden yeah pages i'd believe that we actually i actually saw him um i think just after we bought the mustang last year we took it for a run down to geelong yeah well i heard this all this rumbling and there was chris and a couple of other cars coming in and uh had a look over and sure enough there's there's that tirana she's a looking car in the flesh too yeah no that's so cool to see mate and you can see there's a bit of a smug look of accomplishment on his face mm. there when he's out there delivering tens with it yeah um yeah i wanted to try and get back to the horsepower rating because i swear it says it's got 450 horsepower yeah. Four, which is 44 or something I yeah think it was. yeah and again and out there smashing consistent tens like it's so hard to bloody argue against cars like that you have any other special mentions uh that? i've got two more I've got, uh, and I believe it's another downtown customs build. Once again, absolutely smashing it. And I don't know whether this is because I've been listening um, to Michael Whips and his classic pickup podcast of late. Trying to smash through that. If you if you're into another podcast, give give that one a listen. It's pretty cool. Yep. I see you got it playing in the car. I'm loving the, the I'm loving the trucks. I do love that truck. That F one hundred. 
is uh, is awesome. You know, the slam def truck. Um, and I, I do like what they're doing with trucks. And um, but yeah, something something about that thing. It's I just like how it's sort of you know stock standard above the ground, and then underneath it's got the the uh, the supercharged five liter out of an XR8, and just yeah, all the chassis work and. He's just kept it all sort of standard survivor spec up the top. I reckon it's a great, great build and, and a great shape. Once again, they, the those F trucks got a pretty good looking front end on them. I reckon. Yeah. And that Jeez, that pitch mate. there where it's sitting on the ground, well, that's almost tough shot as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And again, are you writing my segues or what? Because I've got down as my next mention was uh, wrinkles. What page is that? You're going to have to go to page 52 for wrinkles, mate. The FX Ute. Well, you're talking about classic fronts and all the rest and old school and all the rest. Here's the FX Ute with a 454 in it. Yeah. Tearing that's, it up in the burnouts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> How do you get a 454 in there? That's what I <laughs> Uh, I think there's more room than the general ever anticipated needing, but you know, <laughs> anything can fit. But actually, Ballarat legend. Uh, Lee Pascoe, R.I.P. Lee, um, had an FX, uh, FJU that he used to campaign down at Calder. Like, really tough drag car, but, you know, yeah, local legend gone too soon. Uh, I've got one more honourable mention, and I have to do this because I've got one in the shed, and it's the the blue charged Mustang on page 126-127. Once again, a lot of people bag these cars out, and I think it's more so the drivers. Yep. Uh, they keep putting them into power poles and crowds and whatever. I just... I got to post it note in that article just so that you know, mate. So I didn't, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't pass me by. But that that's a pretty tough car. It's got the the, the drag spec wheels wheel set up on it, and uh, look, like I said we've our Mustang is dead stock, and that thing is more than quick enough, and you turn the traction control and the stability control off on that thing, and it you need to respect it because it'll turn you around sideways. Like you're in the ass <laughs> very smart. quickly. Well, so um, I don't know whether these clowns are just you see on the videos are just going uh, you know full steam ahead without any knowledge of driving or whatever, but they're just yeah they're not giving them a good rap, but. Well, That's a pretty cool car. Um, another big shout-out goes to our Scotty at Redactive Podcast because Scotty glanced across at my post-it note and he saw what was written on my post-it note. And <laughs> it's got two letters on it. It's <laughs> an know. E know. with a T and a slash in the middle because 970 at 149 yeah. mile an hour. No, you can And look, you can, <laughs> I've seen in, in the last couple of street machines, this, oh, certainly in the last year, there's been a few cars with this uh, Coyote motor in it and – you spend some money on these things and like I said, our car is more than quick enough for what we want and, um, well, when I say ours, it's the wife's car. Yeah. But I get to drive it every now and then. But more than quick enough and to stick a supercharger or I've even seen guys with real stealth twin turbos setups on them, you get big power out of them. And um, I I could see this Coyote motor probably – I reckon you'll see it pop up in builds a bit bit yeah. more, I think. Yeah, no, definitely um, a lot of US-based builds. Yeah, it's and it's good to see choice. something other than an LS in oh, a car. Definitely. Um, I mean, but, yeah, there's not, there's definitely nothing wrong with this engine. I th- I think it's a great thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's all for me for honourable 
mentions. Did you pulled up pulled up short, mate? I'm still going. Hey, uh, go to page 107 if you would. A o. 107. Yeah, we're going to the. Uh, I'm intrigued. The mad campout sprints. Oh, hang on, is this the one that Mr. Abrams sent through? No, no, it's a different no, one. So we're going right to the top of the page. Yep. The Isuzu Ballet <laughs> that he paid 50 bucks for. That's, that is a cool <laughs> car, isn't it? And to see that on a page with a with a 911 Porsche and a whole heap of little L34s fast and, you know, escorts. a whole heap of stuff we wish we could afford. And this yeah. little... Nah. And yeah. he's built it. Well, there's nothing to say it's out there owing him 50. Yeah, no, but it doesn't take much to kick off. That's cool. You know, um, the Time Machine article on the 71 Camaro by Craig Parker. Oh, yeah, the blue thing. I, I reckon I've got the, I'm sure I've got the magazine with in that. In a world in where colours appear differently in photos, there's one photo there I swear smacks of aquamarine or it's a close blue <laughs> to your bloody push bike build. So that definitely got us, but he got a prize. And I'm going to mention Zach Luke. Uh, he's got the Nana Cream. 355 VK in that yeah, magazine that as well. Cool. That's a really nice car, an executive-looking build. That's pure sleeper stuff. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't close this article without going via the open back page. Oh, yes. Where we've got a 350 Cube Iron Lion and just a, yeah, just a really good write-up. But yeah, I yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind that sitting in Donnie, to be honest. No, well, that was a fresh brand new VT block they started out with, so a little bit spoiled. But I guess, is anyone casting 308 blocks? Don't know. That I don't know. I mean, we're maybe a little biased at the Never Late podcast, but I think maybe, oh, no, I've, I think maybe there's a need. I think they're, I think they're all right. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. So yeah. that one definitely got to mention, and it's 627 horse at 7,400. So, hell yeah. Nah, that's cool. Well, I've covered all my stuff. Have you covered yours? Yeah, I've covered myself, mate. Nothing so else to mention? No, so that means we're wrapping this episode, are we? Well, we are, but we've got a little treat to tuck on the end, which is uh, a mini roaming Moses, I guess you could yeah. say. Where did you go after you met Clarkie? Yeah, headed up to Kerrang. Went and saw uh, Justin up at Gas Axe Customs. Bit of a drive? Yeah, bit of a drive. People would have seen uh, Justin's... Um, uh, actually, I'm not sure whether we've posted it yet, his EHU. Which was his first car. No, I think we were leaving it till the podcast. Yeah, which out. is his current gasser build. That's the problem. If you put your hand up, you get bloody dra- you get left behind a bit in the news. Yeah. You're coming in the late mail. But no, nah, Justin was We've awesome. We've got to get our head around all this uh, posting and mentioning stuff when the episode's actually coming out. <laughs> Justin was all, yeah, I know. We might need to get a our DeLorean timeline. Our timeline's coming back in now. We're yeah. starting to get ahead around yeah. it. We're definitely both buying new notepads and... Taken yes. more notes than we've ever taken. Yes, um, no, I've, I've got literally gone out and bought a notepad and I've got recording dates, air dates, so we know where we're at. Yeah, well, the stuff goes into this podcast rubbish. You know, Justin shot me a big grin, met me at the door, offered me a liquid sandwich, opposite, which I had to refuse because I'm on the Nort beer at the moment. So, uh, but otherwise, sat down, had a really good chat. Hope you enjoy it, guys. Let's move on to Roaming Moses with Gasax Customs. Moses McCready reporting, still out roving the state of Victoria. Uh, sitting here with Justin from Gasax Customs. How you going, mate? Oh, very well, thanks, mate. That's the way. Yeah, just sort of worked out earlier. It's about a year ago that we stood together with some moots in a car park in Castlemaine and 
ate some fish and chips under a bloody tree. Good to finally catch up. Yeah, no, it's been too long. Might start just as a bit of an intro to yourself and the Gas Axe Customs thing. Do you want to give us a bit of a spiel about what you're up to? Yeah, uh, Gas Axe Customs um, on Instagram. I own a EH ute that I'm turning into a gasser. You may have heard of me on the thong slappers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, building this thing to have a bit of fun in and yeah, that's me. No, good stuff, mate. Love it. Got our uh, questions. You probably already picked up on them that we bloody drop seven questions on people just to find out a little bit about them and their car life. Yep. We had a little bit of a chat before, but what do you think's your first car memory? Like memory that's car related? Well, with this EH, I just men- mentioned uh, it uh, used to be me old uh, paddock basher when my uncle was first teaching me to drive it. We're going up and down the laneway of my parents' farm and showed me how to do a bit of a wheelie. And we, of course, we had to turn around. And of course, there's a dog leg at the end of the paddock, or at the end of the laneway, I mean. I've jumped in the driver's seat, rip roaring and ready to go, and gassed her up and dumped that clutch. And of course, the dog leg's coming up, and I was all arms and legs everywhere. And my uncle's reaching over the bench seat, trying not to slide out the window, trying to grab a hold of it. And he managed to pop it out of gear and I hit the brakes. No handbrake in it, of course. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, we've uh, nearly ended up in the uh, the family um, channel. <laughs> Unreal. No, I've been looking at that photo. It's a bloody cracker. Must have been a pretty memorable moment. We better snap a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, good stuff. I'll put that photo up on our Instagram. And uh, this was kind of your first car too this year? Yeah, it was my first car. found on my me, uh, grandfather's block of land down at Evoca, parked up on, underneath an old tree. It sat up, we dragged it out, and we poured a bit of fuel down the car, being a fresh battery, and she fired back to life. Yep. God knows how long it's been sitting there. It's remained up at my grandfather's block for quite a while, and it ventured down to Melbourne to my uncle's garage, where he did a bit of fine-tuning and fixing up after we moved up to where we're living now. Up in Leechville, it was delivered a couple of years later and been my paddock basher ever since. Yep. Oh, there you go. Until now. Until now. And it's looking pretty nutty too. That photo will be going up on the Instagram for sure. I can sort of car to drag you into a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. So I suppose what's the favourite car you've had? Like whether it's something you were driving more regularly or is it is it just the ute and the journey? Well, apart from the EH, I have to say it would be me old blue HJ Ute, the first car I had on my license. Yep. Was nothing too special. I just, I don't know, something about having your first car. I think it's, yeah, everyone remembers their first car. And yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of the, you know, even coming up a little bit through this podcast, that a lot of those favorite cars weren't necessarily the best one in the fleet. You no, know, it's more about the things that happened, the experiences around them. That's correct. Yeah. No, I had many good times in that Ute and, Many adventures and uh, awesome. I reckon I need to see a few more photos of it. Yeah, I'll try and do a couple. <laughs> I've got some, but yeah, no, we'll put, throw them up too on the Insta. Another one we get into on, but he would come down already to question four, mate. I reckon so. Regretful. That's probably nearly into the blue ute sale. Yeah, it would be in the blue ute sale. I uh, not many, as we discussed earlier, not many have the chance to buy it back. But I, after I sold it, I hated myself for it. And wanting it back and wanting it back. And I seen up sale on uh, uh, eBay yep. about four months, five months after I sold it. And, of course, he jacked the price up from what I sold it to him. Yep. And um, I didn't hmm. quite have the funds. And within about two hours later, I think it had already sold. Yeah. So, shame that one. I'll let that one slip by. But 
Yeah, no, I just keep reflecting back to the ones I sold and the reason I sold them. You know, sell a car to get another car. You That's know, it, you could man. have worked hard for another three weeks and bought another car. You know, <laughs> like it's just, yeah, a lot of things that just went that didn't necessarily have to go. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, what sort of events are you into? What's, what would you determine to be your favourite oh, event or type of event? Been to many events. Can I say a couple of them? Yeah, oh, definitely, mate. Definitely. This is only just to get a conversation happening. This, yeah. We're not locked into this criteria. Yeah, cool, cool. Forgive, forgive me, AO. I'm going off script. <laughs> um, I'd say Chop Rod and Custom would be highly up there. That's where I first found the uh, inspiration to build the gasser. I've always liked the Melbourne Hot Rod Show down in the exhibition buildings. Yeah. Up in there, that's always been a good one. Yeah, good definitely. Car event. Oh, like you mentioned the other day on your first podcast, what Rod Bellio is doing with yeah. all the rat stats and, yeah. and stuff. I've been to a few of those while I was living in Melbourne. Yeah, no, he's doing really well, Rob. But uh, it's funny the the COVID things doing him in. Yeah, you know, it's really hard when everything you do hinges around those. Shame things. that. And a good thing about what Rob's doing too, all of it's for charity. Yeah, all donated to charity. That's he it. hasn't got a dollar in it. No, I know yeah. Kingpin Customs used to always, you know, if you bought a T-shirt, that's where they got their money. But all these Ligon Street breakfasts, there's no merch tent. There's no anything. Yeah. It's just that's pure love, that stuff. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, no, it's been really good. I'm yeah, definitely keen to get the Nasher down to a few more the minute it's back running. Definitely. <laughs> Currently, well, let's get into this uh, gasser build, I suppose, because, you know, this is about the current car, you know, and it's probably not about the ute that's sitting outside the shed. But, no. You know, so... Yeah, you want to tell us the mods that you've but he put in place and yeah, sure. Well, it was completely rusted out around the arse end above the diff, so that always had to come out. And because of the power, I suppose we're going to throw through it. I created a my own RHS chassis. Still haven't finished it quite. Running the Salisbury diff at the moment, but I think I'm going to upgrade to a nine dinger. We were originally going to be putting a blown three fifty in it, but uh, my mate Corey, who was building it. Fell in love with the blown motor and the idea of him throwing it into his 55 Chev. So I missed out on that. But he said, oh, there's a silver lining to this cloud. You can have me 400 Chev coming out of me 55, which is still pushing about 500 horse. That'd be cool. So that's good. That's still good, I should say. And my other mate Jeff was saying, yeah, I think I'd be more comfortable with you with that 400 in there rather than that blown thing. He goes, that'd be a white knuckle ride, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, back for another channel dip, maybe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, question seven: We, but he had, we've always had down as kind of what's your dream car to own in your future, or you know, alternatively, you know, what, what's your dream garage, you know, or a bit of both, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I've got. If I say if I had a list of five dream cars, I've probably ticked off two of them. One, obviously, me H. And I've got a 57 Chev sitting in my other little garage. Oh, mate, they're unreal. Have you heard? Yeah, well, you're going to hear in the coming episodes pretty much the ragging I'm copping because I sold a 57 yeah. at buddy 14, 15. <laughs> you know, and everyone, we get to this question and, and it just keeps coming up, 57, 57. Mm. Yeah, just like Donnie was saying the other uh, – sorry, AO was saying the other day, um, it's just something about them, the fins and – yeah. I think it's the fins that grab me and the whole front end, and yeah, oh, I just love them. Yeah, yeah, no, spot on. Yeah, as I say, I stood there and buddy defended me right to own mine, and yeah. I had a '66 buddy Bel Air pillarless with sitting on big Indies and everything. You know, <laughs> my car's buddy barely a car, yeah. and that uh, 
still couldn't bring myself to part with it. Mm-hmm. Not at that stage, anyway. Yeah. No, very cool, mate. Oh, well, thanks very much for having me up to your place. Yeah, too it's easy. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, definitely. So, no, nah, I reckon we'll sign off. Thanks very much, Justin, for your time. Check too out, easy, mate. Check out GasX Customs on Instagram. Keep an eye on it. I'll put up some photos. I might even sneak a photo of this 57 if I can stalk around the back and find it in the shed. Can do. Nah, all good. Thanks heaps, buddy. No worries, mate. Cheers, See mate. See ya. So, that was my little drop-in. Didn't have a lot of time to kill, but definitely got a little bit of value out of Justin. And as you can see, he's got that 57 Chev that I don't have anymore. <laughs> it's just going to haunt you forever, you know. I know. <laughs> Especially now. because Bloody Barney, straight it's on it. Be yeah, 57 you, straight Chev. on it. We're all at me. It's going to be triggers everywhere, you know. I don't mind. You're going to have to get one. Keep, yeah, no, I don't mind at all, mate. <laughs> Keeps me humble. Well, um, what have we got coming up? Coming up we have... Uh, Deep inside Hodgie. Yes. Or with Hodgie. Yes, we've got a, our first, well, I, I guess our first official guest in the studio. That's it. And Moses, I guess what? Still Roman. Don't be surprised if I come and shove a phone in your face. Uh, but excellent journey. Again, love the supporters. Big shouts to the Never Late crew. Mm, Shout definitely. out. Every DM gets read. Every photo you send us, we'll post and tag you too, you know. If you don't accept us following you, that's okay. We can handle that, but we're just automatically going to try and follow those that follow us. Yeah, I think once again we just got to say that the uh, support and reception we've got has just blown us away. I'm just scrolling through the phone now, and as we sit, and this is probably the biggest mind blower of everything here. Yep, we've got 19 people in the night in the United States that have tuned in, which is unreal. Hell yeah, brother. We've got eight in, <laughs> eight in New Zealand and nine in other. So we know one of them is Japan. We definitely know. We've got Japan. We've got some Toronto. We've got some Canada. Um, so, look, if you're listening to us abroad, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you listening and everybody, just everybody's messaged or Remember just, the hashtags if you're buying your street machine, hashtag never late Sunday school or, you know, send us your pics into DMs. We'll work it out. We'll have the magazine handy. We can always take photos of the photos you're keen on. So, yep. Just yeah, keep interacting with us and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing it. Awesome. Thanks, mate. We'll see you next time. No worries at all. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Moses out. Ayo's out.